Hey y'all, it's Cheyenne and I'm the host of Socially Shy. Now before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come to you right now. We say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see another day, Lord. Father God, we thank you right now for giving me the jar, which is my voice, Father, and the oil, which is my testimony. Father God, I pray right now that this episode that we are about to speak about and talk about that it blesses anyone who listens to it that everybody on this under the sound of my voice is blessed father god we ask you right now for peace we ask you right now for covering and we say thank you thank you father god for today and bless all that here in jesus name that we pray amen so today on socially shy we will be discussing the root of my abandonment now to help expand and give more insight to abandonment and my specific abandonment we have a special a special guest and today i have with me my mom danielle say hi hi (laughs) i should be a special guest (laughs) you are (laughs) okay so we're going to discuss with her i have about six questions that i'm going to discuss with you and i'm going to get your intake on them we're going to discuss them, talk about them, and go from there. That will work. Okay. So, question one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says, explain the feeling of when you found out you were pregnant. Hmm. So, the way I felt when I found out I was pregnant, I knew I wanted you. Reason being, very quickly, um, I did have... Um, an abortion um, maybe four years prior to getting pregnant with you. Um, yeah, I was quite young. <laughs> um, I had you when I was 19 and I was 15. Um, so, but yes, um, but I knew I wanted you. But I also, too, I wasn't sure how, you know, how it was going to come out, you know, once everybody <laughs> found out I was pregnant with you, you know, if there was going to be any tension or anything like that. So so, you but say, I knew I wanted you. Okay. So when you say found out, when people found out, as in, like, who my daddy was? Or <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wanted to clarify that. Yes. So were you scared? Were you scared of who? Yes. How, what people were going to say? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, not necessarily people like the public, more so family than anything. Okay. Okay, that's understandable. Because I know when I, when I was pregnant with my son, I, I think I told you. I told you, but I think I told my dad and my other mama mm-hmm. in an email. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I, I get it. Sometimes when... Especially when I know for myself, when I'm not doing it the right way, when I wasn't married first, mm-hmm. doing everything but doing it the right way. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to be, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't want to be a disappointment. Yes. So I get that. I understand that. Okay. So, but the feeling was excited. Excited? Oh, yes, yes. I was excited. excited. You're excited for me? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I knew I wanted you. I knew I did. Yay. That's exciting. Okay. So, our second question. How did your mom... So, I think I'm going to do this in two parts. Okay. Because two people, two different feelings. Mm-hmm. So, the first one is, how did your mom react when you told her? 
this is where the scared part came in. Right, right. So um, did, was it just like an open, hey, no, mom, I'm pregnant? No, actually, <laughs> actually, I hid my pregnancy. I hid you up until my, um, into my third trimester. I hid you. Dang. Yes, I did. Because I was, you know, I was overweight and everything. Um, In high school? Yes, I was. Yes. Um, I actually... They don't call that overweight. They call that thick. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, now they call it thick. Yes. Now they call it thick. I guess that's why uh, your father was interested. Uh, but, um, so yes, I did. I had you, I held, uh, I hid you, excuse me, for about eight months. Yes. And, and real quick, you know, um, was it my mom was in the bathroom one day and I had to go in there to get something off the sink or something and she was sitting on the toilet and she and I had a baggy shirt on I think I had some sweats on or something and she actually went to go poke at my stomach and said are you pregnant and I kind of like you know tucked away and kind of like backed up a little bit and everything I was like no mom I was like it's just I'm just gaining weight I've just been eating too much so of course I did lie I hated that um but I ended up telling my dad and Papa? my dad yes and okay. my dad knew he he already knew because I couldn't even get it out and he said you're pregnant and you need my help to help uh, tell your mom I was like yes please so he already knew and he was excited he was excited I know my papa loved me I know so, <laughs> so yes um and then me and my dad sat down um won't that same day but um Sat down. It won't long after that. We sat down with your grandmother, and he pretty much told her. And yes, she was upset, and she made it a point to you know make the comment that I hid it from her. Past the point to where she couldn't try and force me to have an abortion or anything. So you you believe that she would have forced you to? Yes, yeah, she would have. Yeah, she would have. She would have tried to force me and talk me into it or something. Yes. And now I'm my favorite. I'm grandma's favorite. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> That's mm. funny. Oh, okay. trust me. Now I'm, don't get me wrong. There's you know, as we go into the questions, there's gonna be a couple of other things that I don't know if you know. Um, well, that's the point about your is. grandma that you know you're gonna be like, oh my god, really? But once you came in, once you came. Into Hold this on. earth, you, okay. You know. Well, let's get. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. You lit up everybody's life. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Mm -hmm. I should have. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Um. So now we know how your mom reacted. Mm -hmm. How did Derek? Now, Derek, everyone is my dad. We'll talk with him next, but that's my dad. So how did Derek react when you told him? Not very good. He he wanted the abortion too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I, I, I told already him know. No. I, I, I told already him know. No. I knew that. Um, he was supposed to take me to my senior prom that year. Um, yeah, he was supposed to take me to my senior prom that year, and he he went out of town, and then I lost, you know. I told him and everything, and, you know, he told me how he felt about it. Um, I told him that I was not going to go that route. Um, so, he's just going to have to deal with it. 
Um, so and I then have a, he pretty much went MIA. Okay, and so I have a question yes. to that. This is just a question that's been in society now. Mm-hmm. Like of now time. So there is a comment or there's a saying that goes around that says from a man and a woman, the man, the woman gets pregnant. The man tells her, I don't want a kid. And people have said that if the woman decides to keep the kid, if the man decides not to want to have the kid or have anything to do with it, Mm -hmm. then the woman has to be okay with having to be a single mom for the rest of her life. Do you believe that? Do you believe that that's fair? To a certain extent, yes. Okay, me too. Me too, to, to an extent. To an extent. But I also feel But as I believe, too, at some point in time, you know, everybody changes. I mean, I believe that, too. So, but I also believe that it comes to a point, you were okay to lay down with me. Mm-hmm. But now you're not, you got me pregnant, yes. but now you're not okay to And you make a very good point there, too. So, just wondering, because I didn't really... That's been said a lot, and I have to agree to disagree to that statement. So just mm-hmm. wondering, but he wasn't he he wasn't very nope. Um, hey, I not get until. But hold on, we got oh. we got that question. Oh. We got that question. Just wait a second. Okay, okay. I think I was getting ready to jump into you were. Like one of the next questions. You I think. were, you were. <laughs> okay, so now we are going to my birth. Okay, February eighteenth. 1995. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the time. I don't know if I was a morning baby or a night or afternoon, but it's okay. I don't remember either. <laughs> but I do have a bit very bad memory. But so the after I, my birth, how was the atmosphere the first two hours after you've done pushed me out and but, I'm here now? But I didn't push you out. Okay. Well, after you had a C-section. Yes. But how I was to, it? I have to tell you something. To lead into that okay not vulgar no not, not explicit no no <laughs> um so you know after i told your grandma you know mm-hmm. about me being pregnant and everything like that you know um she knew it was she knew it was Derek's. um so she wasn't quite happy about that and yeah i didn't have a job you know um i you know barely had graduated high school and everything so you know she was worried financially and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you know so she actually was trying to talk me into adoption about giving you up for adoption and she actually spoke this all the way up until you were born and um she my dad had to put her in her place. Okay. Um, because, you know, your your grandma had it set on, you know, me giving you up for adoption. And that was one of the, also one of the reasons that took me into her taking me with her to Pennsylvania um, for those for, first uh, few days. But... Um, We're going to get to that. In yes. The next question. So, with... So how was me that? me um what was it with the possibility of me giving you up for adoption even the hospital was on board with this and everything mm-hmm. I won't on the maternity ward with all the other mothers 
I was on the surgical ward recovering. Right. Um, because they put me all the way under to take you by C-section. Okay. Okay, so I won't awake, I won't awake at all, and I won't on the floor. Because it was up until, you know, I left the hospital, you know, and what me and your father decided and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So, um, but when I did come around and everything like that, um, your father's uh, ex-girlfriend, um, who was a big troublemaker in mine and your father's relationship back then, um, she found out uh, somehow through the grapevine that I had you. So, of course, she had to... Um, she had to, I mean, she told him, so he had to come up and, you know, everybody had to come see. This is, you know, because this was a big talk. Okay, hold on. You're going too fast. You're oh, going sorry. too fast. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's go back to the atmosphere. The first yes, two hours. Yes, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. The My first bad. two hours. Yes. Well, when I saw you, your father had come up there. We saw you, to, we went down and, wa and saw you together as a family. Okay. So how was the atmosphere like, in the that facility? That was great. Was it actually me and your loving? father? Yes. Was it precious? Stuff like that. It was. It was. It was very loving. It was very precious. Um, Did y'all get to hold me? Yes, we held you and everything. You pooped all over the place. So we got a good laugh too. Uh, yes, I mean the visit, the very first visit with you by me and your father was great. Okay, so it was wonderful. So that goes to my next question. So those two are like two and two. Okay, so my next question was, when I was born, did we have mother and daughter moment before you left or before I left? Yes. Like, did it, was it just Before us I gave, yes, before um, you went to your father's. Yes, we did. We did. Because I knew I was not giving you away for it. I knew I was not going to give you up for adoption either. Okay. So that's when, you know, me and Derek, we, um... You know, he wanted to come see if it was, if it was his child or not. He could see you in him completely. So, um, we went down and we had our family time and everything like that. And then I was spending more and more time with you. Um, and up how until, long were you in the hospital? I want to say two or three days, I think. Okay. It was a rough C-section. Okay. I mean, there weren't no complications or anything like that. You, you know, you were born... Like maybe four days after, I think I think you were supposed to be born on like the fourteenth, technically, but you came four days later. But you were, you know, everything was good, yeah. no complications or anything like that. But I, was I think it was just my day. body, you know, because that was like the first major surgery I'd ever had. So, um, and then you know, with them putting me all the way under and everything like that and stuff. So, but I think it was like two or three days. Not like now you push them out and go home, you know. <laughs> hey, that was me and D. Yeah. One day I was there, the next day I was gone. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So where was your mindset when my dad took me home instead of you? When you took that, when grandma took you to Pennsylvania or when you, whatever the case may be, where was your mind at when that happened? When I was in the car seat going to my dad's car and not yours? I want to say I was nervous, um, 
because I was afraid that Derek's family was going to talk him into keeping you and not giving you not giving you back to me because the arrangement was like I said all the way up until me you know going in for surgery we were supposed to give you up for adoption I was supposed to give you up for adoption mm-hmm. so I didn't have anything at home for you or anything like that um, I think his family had to scrounge together scrounge stuff up and everything like that you know to just you know take care of you for just those few days those first few days so, um, but I was really nervous because with me giving you to him for those first couple of days, you know, for me to go out of town with my mom. Um, but why didn't grandma just take, why didn't grandma just take me with y'all? Because we didn't have anything. And what y'all had, so this is what I don't understand. You didn't have anything, but grandma had stuff to go to Pennsylvania. That's not, not for you. But I'm saying, but y'all had money to go to Pennsylvania? That's she what I don't understand. No, she had already had this trip planned. This was, this wasn't a mother-daughter trip. This was not a mother-daughter trip at all. This was for her, this was before she got with Jimmy. She was seeing a gentleman from Canada, and they would meet in Pennsylvania. So she was cheating on Papa? No, they had already split. They had already oh. split. <laughs> going on here <laughs> no they had already split that's funny okay um, she okay. was we were just staying in the house trying to tie things over while you know we were selling it and everything like that okay makes sense makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. okay that makes sense so she just went to spend you know some time with this gentleman dan um that you know she knew and she had been seeing um so why didn't she leave you with papa Instead of taking you up there knowing you just had a kid. I think maybe, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure, but I've thought about it. I thought about, you know, if there was like, reason, you know, like a an underlying plan, you know, that she maybe had set out. Maybe was going to try and talk to me into either giving you to Derek and his family or did she still try and no, that's the thing. She didn't. She didn't talk to me. So, I mean, that's still up in the air for me, too. Well, because just thinking about it, it just... Okay. But before I left the hospital, um, when your father was there and I was giving it to him and everything because mm-hmm. they rolled me down in a wheelchair and I was holding you and everything like that, my dad put my mom in her place and said, she does not want to give her up. That is her child. She doesn't have to. And you can't make her. So at that point, you know, I mean, I believe your grandma accepted it, but I think she wanted to possibly talk me into, you know, doing one of the other things, but we never did talk about it. Or if we did, I blocked it out or probably don't remember it, but I don't think we did. So your mindset when you gave him to me, how was that? I was afraid that with me giving him to with me giving you to him for those few days for me to go out of town with my mom or whatever Mm -hmm. because Derek knew that I was coming back to get you when I got back in town this was just it was just like a visitation okay um so but I was nervous because I was afraid that his family as well as your other mother you know possibly talk him into trying to keep you and not give you back Okay. 
So, to piggyback off of that, mm -hmm. okay, you have to think. Think about this. Mm -hmm. He brought my. He brought me home. Mm -hmm. To he brought me home mm -hmm. to a woman he was with, who she could not have kids anymore. Mm -hmm. Could not have any more. I kids. didn't know this. And after she had Giovanni, after she had my sister, she could not have any kids anymore. So when she, when he brought, and this was just fresh, and her can't have no kids. It was fresh. Oh yeah. So when oh, he yeah. brought she me hadn't home, even moved down here yet. When no, she she was here. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, mom was already here. So oh. when he, when he was like brought her, brought me home. Was like here you go, take care of her. She resented. Like I want. She resented in a sense. She was mad and angry. Because she said she don't understand. She Now, I have a completely whole different story. That your dad was living with his mama over there. Um, he was. Behind uh, in Prince George or whatever. Yep, he was. Um, and it was between um, it was between his sister and your grandmother. His mom was taking care of you while he worked. No. And I didn't, and if I'm correct, I thought Gina had moved down, your mm -hmm. stepmother had moved down later, because once I got you back, then that's when the whole idea came up that Derek doesn't think that you're his, and then it won't until you were like 10 months old, and he mm -hmm. went to go, you know. So she was court. already down here. Okay. Because I believe she graduated from Prince George. She was already she, down here. I thought here. she was still, um, and I thought she was no. still in Chicago. Because she got in, so she... That's a whole nother episode. But, no, she got, um, she came down, she was already down here. Okay. Because they were living with my grandmother together. Okay. And when he brought me home, my Auntie Melody, my Auntie Tina, my grandmother, all of them mm -hmm. were at the house. Okay. And then brought me home. They weren't taking care of me. Mama Gina was. Okay. She's, See, I did not know yes, this. And, that's, and I believe that's why me and her have such a close relationship like we do. Right. Because... She was there when he brought me home. She mm -hmm. is the one who, I'm going to say, is the one who raised me yeah. from birth until now. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and I'm, I'm not saying that you and my dad have nothing to do with it because y'all have, there's certain seasons that y'all are there. Like, or my dad has been there. But like, there's certain seasons that you have been there to raise me. There's seasons where I have came, I have lived with you, and you have had part in raising me. I'm not saying that you have it, and I would never... Oh, no, because I raised you up until... Until I was, what, 12? Yes. 12 You were 13. in my care full time. Yeah. So, I get it. So, but yeah, that's just the insight that she has had me since mm -hmm. he brought me home. She was here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but you were, you were fearful, which I can understand why, because I can only imagine what my kid is. Oh, yeah, when I came and picked <laughs> you up, kid. I definitely got the cold shoulder. Oh, yeah. But I never met Gina. I didn't, like I said, I did not know that she was down here. Oh, see, I mean, and I, I thought know she that. I thought she moved down, you know, between the time I picked you up until the time me and your father ended up in court because he started saying, possibility, you're not his. He wanted a DNA test. Mm. And then, you know, and if I'm correct, I think he said he was going to push or try and push for custody or whatever once the test results came back and stuff. But the judge was very, very cruel to your father. I mean, really harsh, really harsh. Okay. I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. You know, um, he pretty much told him 
if I see you back in my court, you better bring bring a toothbrush. I remember he taught me. So you know, you know, <laughs> and that was me. that was wrong. That was wrong. Um, but you know, I wanted to prove to him that you know. Don't let everybody get in your ear and try and, you know, to where you make bad decisions. I'm telling you for certain, this child is yours, you know. Well, I can have my own, because I remember when Darian was born, or when I got pregnant with Darian, and I told, and I believe this is just a boy mom. It's just a boy's mom. It really is. Mm -hmm. Because when I got pregnant with Darian, sorry, we're just going to talk about me for a second. When I got pregnant with Darian, I told his dad. His dad was happy over the moon. Well, not really happy over the moon. He was more like, I don't want a kid getting an abortion. And I was like, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I don't believe in that, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep it. He came around later on, mm-hmm. like seven months, eight months. He came around, mm-hmm. whatever. So it was good. And then, but when I told him I was pregnant and he told his mom, his mom commented. You need to get a DNA test. You don't know what she's been doing. And I got offended. I got so mad. I called my dad. And I called mom. I called mom. And I was like, I don't know why she said that. I'm not out here doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I know what I know who I sleep with. I know who I've been with. It's right. only been him. Right. And my dad put me in my place. He said, It's a boy, it's a boy mom thing. They're trying to protect their boys. It has nothing to do with you. They're just trying to protect their boys. And he said, You'll see it. You'll see when Darian's born. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine some little girl who I don't know coming and telling me or him coming and telling me, Ma, this girl talked about it, she got a baby by me. DNA test. And I'm going to be like, what? Yes. What are you saying? So I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But I and also I understand from you because it is a fear thing. Like, I, I know who I've been laying with. Right. So I get that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like when it comes to that, we we as women, we know who we're with and who we're not with. Right. So it just if you know that you're with him and you know that you haven't done anything, you take a grain of salt and keep it moving. Right, and don't let these little tacky you know comments get exactly. under your skin and get you out of character. Pretty much exactly. Now don't get me wrong. I don't know. I believe there was a lot of people in his ear, in your father's ear. You know his family, um, Gina, um, and Rhonda. Well, I don't think. I don't think um because Rhonda was still quite Mama, obsessed think, with your father. But I don't think Mama Gina was saying anything. When I've asked, I don't think she was saying anything to him no, like I, I'm get saying, a DNA test or anything like that. I'm not I mean, I don't know f- for certain. I mean, oh, these okay. are my choices. The only one I know for certain was Rhonda. And I assumed his mom because of just the way she treated me, you know. As a person and being her son's baby mama, you know. My grandma's so funny. Um, <laughs> I but I mean, she, she's a great woman. Don't get me wrong. She's a great woman. I respected her every time I went to, you know, right. stay with your father and everything. So, um, but, and I agree with your father. You know, evidently it's a mom-boy thing, you know, trying to protect her son. It is. It is. And the same thing as if. Well, I don't know. Actually, I said it to your brother. I'm about to say, you probably said it. With Heather. Yes, was his second child. So, I mean, I so like, sometimes, boy moms, we got to protect our sons. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're training your son up the right way. Mm-hmm. And he's doing something with his life. You don't want some little girl or right. to come and 
wreck his life. Like, I get it. I get it. That's why I, because I was, in that moment, my first thought was to say some rude stuff and cuss her out. But that's not my place. Mm-hmm. She's just protecting her son. Mm-hmm. And he has to be the one to say something to her, not me. It's not for me to say. Right. So, no, I get that. I get that wholeheartedly. Okay. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Okay. So, now we're going to go get a little nitty gritty. We're going to go deep, deep, deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to discuss your childhood trauma. And My how... childhood trauma? Yeah, but so not, not so much of your childhood trauma, but so much on how your mom treated you. You mean like when I was growing up or after I had you? Um, a little of both. So as you were growing up, like, did you feel as though you were abandoned? Like you were left a lot? Like you didn't get the motherly love like you deserved and and needed? Yes and no. But your grandmother was there nonstop, 24-7, literally Mm 24-7, for the first five years of my life. My dad is the one who worked. He took care of the bills. Right. I was a real bad, (laughs) a a real heathen in those first five years. I would be like a complete angel as soon as my dad would open up that door. But while I'm there with my mom, I was a complete opposite. Well, you know, they say, you know, they say that a child will act, a child acts their truest form with their mom. And I can say this prime example with Darian. Darian will go be with his TT, his papa, his Gigi, his Mimi. He'll go be with everybody else, his godparents, and be an angel. Mm-hmm. He comes home to mama. There's tears. There's temper tantrums. There's anger. There's oh yes, and they I'm always just, test their mamas. Why oh. are you like this, son? Uh-huh. Like what is going on? That's that famous saying: when we give our daughters, our grandmothers gave us. Just wait until you have yours. Yeah. That is, but, there's actually some, I mean, there's a lot of truth behind that hey, thing. but I've been nipping that in the butt, but go ahead, I'm listening. So, I'm I mean, listening. you know. Uh, but she was there for the first five years. Yes, she was. Even okay. though I put her, you know, through a lot, she was. Um, well, after five years, she uh, found the joy of what's been recently made legal um, in Virginia, Okay. She, you know, discovered that, and she went to work. She was like, she wished she knew about the other thing when I come <laughs> home from, you know, being born or whatever. That the five that five years wouldn't have been so bad. So, um, but and so she ended up working and stuff like that. And I, you know, go to a babysitter and everything. Um, a lot of my younger childhood, I don't remember. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, I do have a really, really bad memory. And then, I know when I was a preteen, like from 12 to 14, before we moved out, when we were still living in Hopewell, before we moved out to Prince George, or just Canada, I was acting out real bad. I was drinking, smoking, um, getting high, being promiscuous. Yeah, I was. This was way before I met your father. Um, so we're going to go to another, we're going to go to something else really quickly. Mm -hmm. This is going to be my second episode. So I'll probably have you on my second episode as well. Mm -hmm. But the promiscuous promiscuous comes from something that happened in your childhood. But we'll discuss that episode too. Okay. Okay. 
But go well, ahead. Well, there was a couple things that did happen in my childhood. So, um, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, I was such a terror, you know, for, like, them two years. That's why I was the reason for the move out to Disputana. No job, no, you know, wanting to just upgrade or anything like that or get out of the city. No, it was Danielle has become a real problem. We need to move her out in the middle of nowhere in the country, you know. But were you still a problem in the country? Or did you no, kind of we didn't have, I, I actually, you know, cleaned up, up my act. I really did. Okay. But at that time, also, my mom adopted another child. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I had to deal with sibling rivalry then. You know, I had to deal with the sibling stuff. Because I've been by myself for almost 14 years. Yep. So, you know, being an only child to go into a sister that's two years older than you. So, the car, the Firebird, that they drove off the showroom floor, that was going to be my 16th day birthday present. You know, she got to dog it. She got to drive it first. But your father's ex-girlfriend, Rhonda, finished off that car real quick one weekend when I stayed we at your father's. We need to stop talking about her. Because did she pass away? Yes, she Let did. her rest in peace. It needs to be said. We're going to let her rest in peace. She resting. Now, back to, back to this, how did your mom treat you? There you go. Just like your father. <laughs> I'm my daddy's child. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Um, Once I... Once we got out to Disputana, you know, had a big house. Your grandma got to drinking heavily. Really, really bad. And your papa was starting to get hooked on drugs. Because it was only like six years that we stayed in that house. And we had to sell it. Or bankrupt or whatever. Right. The only thing my mom kept out of it was that green Chrysler Little Baron. That, uh... Sun, sun top, mm -hmm. convertible. Um, so, that's his boy. So, yes, um, we, so there was like a lot of tension in the house. Okay. Cause, you know, I was having family members come up to me saying, my mom, you know, is being, is showing favoritism between me and my sister. You know, so I started feeling like the black sheep of the family. And I would say my room was my world. And they would have parties all the time. And, you know, I'd be the only child there or whatever. And, you know, I would get sent to my room. So I made my room my world. You know, that's where I stayed. That's why I'm such a homebody now. Um, because that's where I stayed all the time. Right. Um, and pretty much my mom, and she'll tell you that... Um, the one thing that she said um, to me, you know, while I was in school and to my sister, when we got home from school, I, no homework, no chores for me except to make her bed. That was when I walked through the door because, like I said, she picked up drinking a lot because she was a manager of the East Coast. Well, it's not East Coast anymore. And it was beside the putt-putt on Washington Street. Before okay. they tore the putt-putt down mm -hmm. and made it a new uh, gas station. She was a manager of that store for a long time. Um, so she would come home and drink and go right to bed. No dinner, no nothing. Um, yeah, so that was one thing she wanted. 
or bed bath. It's just like when you hear about linens being changed and stuff like that, it's me doing it. Um, oh, I know, because so, you make the perfect bed. Yes. I know. So, I... Um, so, there was a lot of distance. Granted, don't get me wrong, you know... We would do, like, our family trips, go down to South Carolina, go camping or but whatever. But besides that, but, I'm not talking about family trips. I'm talking about... But, no, as far the distance between me and my mother the kind grew. Of like if you could just sit with your mom and just talk. No, we could never do that. Okay. Do you think that has something to do with some some abandonment that you have? It's not that I don't want to sit and talk with her. I uh, I mean I tried. Okay, so let me so okay. So I can't go control back. that half. Let me go back. Has grandma ever talked to you in a sense of how her mother treated her? No. The only thing I know is that because my mom was conceived out of rape. That's the only thing I know about my mom's childhood. So do so possibility, I don't know. That could be a conversation I could have with grandma. But possibility just wondering if her mom resented her. She was the youngest out of four children. Yeah, but if she was, if she was conceived out of, if grandma. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that's if, possible. There could be possibility that she, that great grandma resented her, and that's why grandma probably dealt with abandonment. Well, they threw her out. Well, hold on, but that's probably why she dealt with abandonment, and then she didn't know how to break the cycle when you were born. So then yeah. the distance happened with you, mm-hmm. and then. The abandonment. So, because I won't really call it abandonment for this, for understanding at the beginning, because this wasn't really a an and a like. Oh, I, I, you know, I remember this abandonment. Abandonment. Ooh. I remember the one from Lawrenceville. Uh, that one is the biggest one that I remember. Right. So, in that, I'm just thinking that maybe it was a sense where great grandma resented grandma and then grandma not knowing how to break the cycle with you that she carried it along to you and then you just carried it along this way if that makes sense no it does it does so it's probably just a sense of like generational it's a generation hereditary i mean generational oh generational generational but also too me and you have different views on the Lawrenceville thing, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that on a different episode. Because that's, <laughs> pro- that's probably going to have to take a couple episodes. That's probably going to be like part one and part two type Probably. Episodes. Well, I have you for a couple. I have I have you guest speak on a lot of them because I, I've noticed that a lot of my issues... Deal with me. <laughs> they deal with you, but not in a bad sense. It's just... I'm your mother. They involve me. They, yeah, they involve you a lot more than they involve like my dad or Mama Gina, which I'm going to... I have them in some episodes too, but I know that some of these I can do more with you because I know that you have trauma from it, even though we probably didn't happen at the same time. You have trauma that I can identify, mm-hmm. we can identify together. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, Lawrenceville, that's going to be an episode. That is. That's going to be that's a big gonna one. That's going to be an episode. Mm-hmm. But we're so y'all only definitely in- going to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> Definitely. But we're only We'll in the get beginning. there. Yeah. We're gonna get there. Hey, we're only in the birth. <clears throat> yeah. We're only we're only in the birth of me. But I do understand. So we still got like another twelve years ago. Twelve I meant uh, no, I'm sorry, hold on. We got no, we got a ton of years ago. I'm sorry. I'm, about to say, say I'm twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm 27. We got 20 years to go. Yeah, yeah, for real. Give or take a year. But I think overall, I see that I don't believe that my abandonment just started at the age of 12. I believe that it probably stemmed from childhood, like from birth, but it just developed over the years. Like, because I remember you were always there. But until I turned 12, you were always there. Mm -hmm. I was always with you. Everywhere we went, I was with you. Oh, absolutely. And even when I turned 12, um, I was with my dad for, what, two years, two or three years? And then I went back with you. And then you came back to live with me when you were a teenager. Yeah, so I've been with you majority of my life. And I'm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it, but I know that, in a sense, I needed the structure from my dad. Of course. Of course. I needed the structure. And I, 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 granted, I might not have been on board at the very beginning, even right. when Gina came into the picture. I know me and her, we've had our rocky times and, you know, yeah, and I know I'm on too. board, but, you know, <laughs> I will give them props. They have done excellent. They have, and I'm they proud of them. They have done excellent. But I, under, I also understand that. And helping me out at every time that I needed it. Yeah. And I thank you because I know that, I know that the things that I went through is just a testimony within itself to help somebody else who's dealing with it and doesn't know how to get right. through it. Right. So I'm grateful that I've gone through the things that I've gone through. I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to be able to be a vessel for somebody else to help them. Mm -hmm. So I, I am, I'm grateful and I'm grateful that I'm, well, that's good. Cause a lot of people <laughs> don't see it that way. They see it either one way or the other. They see it as, being a victim and show resentment and everything like that right. and hold a grudge or they take a negative and turn it into a positive because right. it's not like this was done to you person you know purposely yes right like we were out to get cheyenne that won't no, that just, won't how it was you know what i'm saying you know how they say the strongest um the strongest warriors take on the hardest battles mm -hmm. i think that's how they say it I believe that because I'll be, I know like I haven't lived in poverty. Like I know, but throughout my life, I have lived, like I have lived a lot in 27 years that I shouldn't oh, yeah. have. Oh yeah. So I You and your brother's life could have been uh, 10 times better. Yes. It really could have. But looking at it. There's so it, many factors that are thrown in. But looking at it. didn't make it that way. My brothers, Joey took them early. Like, you gave them early. And I think it was a sense so much. And that's why, how can I put this? I understand our relationship. Because Joey took the boys. But with you and I, it was more the sense where I was with you through it all. It's like you didn't want to give me up. I didn't want to give all three of y'all up. <laughs> I, I didn't. But I knew that, you know... I need to stop being selfish. So selfish. Yeah. Um, but. And like I said, you know, that one episode, Lawrence, then, you know, you were going to Lawrenceville. And we'll talk about it. Right. So I want to say thank you, Mom. Oh, you're welcome. Is that it? Yes, ma'am. That is everything? We have done all our questions. Oh, sweet. We will get you on the next episode. Okay. I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I thank you. What an episode that was, Abandonment. Goodness, it kind of has my heart in a bunch. Not in a bad way, though, but 
I believe once I truly understood the issues at hand, I was able to get a better grab on how to deal and be at peace with it. And I think now I'm just, I'm okay. Like I've healed from any feeling of abandonment that was in my heart, that was in my spirit. I just healed from it. I feel a lot better. Like things have been lifted off my shoulders. So I want to say thank you. And I always appreciate you all joining me on this week's episode. I look forward to you all tuning in next week. Because next week, guess what? It's part two of the understanding the root of my abandonment. But that one, I got a special guest for y'all. So I hope y'all stay tuned. I hope y'all stay ready. Because it's only going up. (laughs) But as you know, since we start with prayer, we will conclude with prayer. So, Father God, we thank you right now for this episode. We ask you that this episode has been a blessing for anybody who has heard it. We ask you right now that anyone who is having the feeling of abandonment, who feels like they are abandoned abandoned with friends, family, co-workers, Father God, I ask that they open their heart and allow you to come in, allow you to come in and allow you to give them that softness give them that love that they've been asking for that they've been fiending for because they didn't know where to get it from so father i just ask you right now that you are healing their hearts right now lord i ask you right now that they are being freed of the spirit of abandonment they are being freed and they're letting go and they are forgiving anyone who has abandoned them made it seem like they were about to get abandoned or anything of that nature so father god i know that you are a healer of all things and i know that you allow us to forgive people because you forgave us so father god i thank you right now for loving on those who are abandoned i thank you for the want those i thank you for loving on those who were abandoned and those who did the abandoning abandoning so father god i just thank you right now for that and i pray right now that everyone under the sound of my voice has received something today lord i pray right now that as they have received that they are walking a different walk they are not walking the walk that they started before listening to this episode so father god we ask you right now we tell you thank you lord thank you for what you're doing we say we honor you and we praise you in my the mighty name of jesus that we pray amen as always you already know I love every single one of you, and I pray that you all have a fabulous week this week. Go love on somebody. Go have fun with somebody. Just speak life over people this week, and I will see y'all next week. Okay, bye.